accurate in the information age, but facts are in short supply. Reject the noise, ask bold questions, and pursue the truth with FBI whistleblowers and founding suspendables, Garrett O'Boyle and Steve Friend. This is the American Radicals Podcast. It is the American Radicals Podcast brought to you now on Saturday. It's good to be back. It's good to be back uh, with some more regularity. Got uh, got Garrett back in the seat. I know on Thursday we had to do a, a pre-tape uh, interview with Kerry Pickett, but today we are live. We're going to be interacting with the folks in the chat. You're already there. I saw that some of you were watching like an hour ahead of time, so it's, it's awesome to have the support on Rumble. Uh, make sure that you're following us there. As long as you're on Rumble, give us a follow. Give us a thumbs up. It helps with the algorithms, and we're going to have some fun updates for the people that are streaming us live and then uh, who, who follow us later on down the line. Uh, today's going to be a great show. We're going to be talking a lot about the standard of living that we're seeing in America. There's this, this notion that's going around, and people are sort of questioning. Every time an election is coming up, one of the biggest issues that people always say is, is the economy, is, is the standard of living. Are you better off now than you were four years ago is, is, the, is the question at all times. And we're going to dig into the, some of the facts and the figures behind that, and, and maybe give a, an analysis on where we currently sit, uh, and uh, and let leave it up to you to decide: Are you better off now than you were maybe even one year ago? Uh, so we'll get into that in a second. I do want to bring on my fellow suspendable, suspended FBI agent, partner in crime, Garrett O'Boyle at GOB Actual on all the socials. How you doing on Saturday afternoon, my friend? I am doing well. It's good to be back in the saddle live. And the topic you mentioned is already striking some nerves in the chat. I saw Bill, one of our monthly supporters, Bill T21. Hey, Bill. Thanks for the monthly support. But um, he mentioned how in just a few years, he's probably going to be struggling affording his paid for home because of the rising cost with natural gas and things of the like. So I think a lot of us can relate, you know, maybe you and I a little bit differently since we had our, our pay unceremoniously yanked from us along with our clearances. But um, I think most people out there, they are reeling just from Biden economics, but Hey, um, it's working apparently. So. <laughs> well, that's certainly what we're being told on a fairly routine basis. And I, this was a, this hit home for me even yesterday. I got back, I was gone uh, doing a speaking engagement for a couple of days. And normally on Friday afternoons is when I try to sneak in some of the weekly shopping. I do the shopping in the friend household. And it was one of those like topping off the tank sort of shopping trips. It wasn't an empty tank when I got home and, you know, they hadn't eaten uh, everything that we had purchased <laughs> prior. Uh, so I was just like, okay, it'll be, it'll be, the hit won't be too bad this week. And lo and behold, man, it was 250 bucks by the time yeah. I was done shopping for a family of four and my kids are not large. So it's, it's going to be in the wrong trajectory going forward. Uh, so this, this, I think hits everybody. Nobody's really immune from it, except if you're, I don't know if you're Elon Musk, maybe, maybe he's sweating. Maybe he's starting to look at the right side of the menu when he orders, but, uh, well, we'll Hey, even, even our good friend, Dan Goldman, he can't seem to afford his rent. So ever everybody's hurting even silver spoon, Levi Strauss airs. Yep, it appears that way. Um, so the the actual genesis for me coming up to the show topic today was a, a story I saw in the Hill, and uh, I think that uh, we're just going to bring this up. Title: More people say standard of living is worse than parents, and it's a poll actually that came from CBS. Uh, and the Hill's reporting on that, and it's it's sort of a it's broken down, and I think that that's worth actually digging into a little bit. Uh, and 46% of people for the entire poll, so almost half, say that their standard of living is worse than their parents. And that's across all age demographics. And uh, that, that's going to span the gauntlet here you know, from basically 18 all the way to 80. Uh, but if you dig into the numbers, as they did here within this article, uh, they, you, you find out that 51%, so actually a little bit more than half, of people between 30 and 64. So those would be the people that are at that point you would think starting a family, they're maybe building a little bit of wealth. Hopefully the 401k is starting to grow. Um, but those are the, those are the regular average American. That's the, the average age of your income earners. Uh, and they are saying that that's now over half say that they are not living as good as their mom and their dad. And, and then also 
as you dig into it more, 62%, so now almost two-thirds, said that the economy is in a bad state. And in a uh, an electorate that is basically 50-50 on most elections, or relatively close unless you're in a, a heavily balkanized area, uh, now we're starting to get to the two-thirds of people are saying that the economy is in a bad state. And you know, as I said in the intro, this is something that's the primary issue coming out of almost every single election, unless I guess you're a far left communist who thinks that white supremacy is. Uh, your reaction to uh, to some of these facts and figures here, Garrett? Well, everything should be free too, if you're one of these left lunatics. Like, I don't think that word means what they think it means, but uh, they chant it nonetheless, just like they do for their support for FISA and Ukraine and all of the things as it were. But um, I saw in that article, they mentioned uh, it wasn't a majority, but I think I think based on the the questions that they listed, it was around forty percent who pointed to COVID nineteen shutdowns as one of the key contributors to the decline in the economy. And I think I think that's that's pretty accurate. And and I think a lot of people are still reeling from that. Um, but what is to come, I think, is is the question we should be wondering about because this these numbers are are only growing. They're only getting worse because that two-thirds number you mentioned man that that is really taking taking a, a toll on on most americans if it's starting to get that high or even probably most of our viewers fall in that 30 to 64 age category and it's at 51 percent who say they're they're worse off than their their parents were and you know the economy and the world and these things kind of ebb and flow and i think i think back to like the great depression and it's only been a few generations since then that we're 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 slowly creeping towards some type of cataclysmic uh, economic pitfall. And can can we come out of it? Yeah, probably if we start avoiding the woke ideology and start getting back to like basic common sense econ one hundred one principles of how a nation can run. Like you can't you can't run a nation into over $30 trillion of debt and expect that the economy to not start reeling at some point, especially when the government is taking all sorts of crazy nanny state approaches to things. I just saw this morning an article about how the Biden White House um, is like forcing uh, government into elect electronic uh, vehicles and things of that nature. And it's like, you know, would it be great to move away from fossil fuels? Yeah, probably. But are we there? I, we're not. I don't think we're even close. And uh, we're, you know, the technology hasn't caught up with the desire of the woke mob to completely move away from these things. And it's things like that that are only going to cause the economic decline to increase. Or even you know, you 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 brought it to the public. Uh, the FBI moving to, towards the soy-based tires, like. These are things that are only helping to tank our economy. And then when you restrict uh, the things that people use, like natural gas for their stove and, th and things like that, it's like, well, no wonder these numbers in this type of poll are looking the way they're looking. It's because government is doing all they can to throttle the economy, not to, not to you know, juice it up with some type of nitrous oxide. The soy-based tires thing, man. <laughs> You know, it's it's a laugh, it's a laugh line because you can say soy boy, but <laughs> hidden within that is there's only one manufacturer of soy-based tires, right. so it's essentially a no-bid contract. So that's just graft that's going on within the federal government, but that's that's not not a new story. And and look, as far as the getting away from the fossil fuels, man, we need to be drilling through the caribou's heads in Alaska <laughs> at this point because cheap energy is is the only solution out of it. Uh, and, and our inflation that we're experiencing, and we're going to get to the, the next piece here in a second. Um, Daniel Horowitz is a journalist and a podcaster over at The Blaze, and he's, uh, he's talked about this as far as the inflation we're experiencing up to this point is actually still all from the coronavirus lockdowns. It's, it's normally this 18 to 24 months delay. Uh, so the Biden inflation, the uh, the Inflation Reduction Act, and all the extra seven trillion dollars of debt that has been accumulated since 2021, we're going to start experiencing that in the very near future. So may maybe we're just in the very 
beginning of experiencing it. So any sort of slowdown in the inflation that we saw where we had these enormous numbers that were being presented to us, and now they're championing the the reduction in the inflation that we're experiencing as Bidenomics. And and the, the best the best metaphor that I hear is look, you, you gained a hundred pounds two years ago and last year you gained 50 pounds. So you reduced your inflation. I'm sure your organs are really appreciating only gaining 50 pounds yes. last year. Yeah. Uh, oh, my heart, it's being squeezed out, especially with the mRNA that's inside of it. <laughs> not, not mine, but you know. <laughs> yeah. You, you, you don't look like the Michelin man because of the spike protein. It's yeah. just because you reduced your inflation by 50%. Uh, it could have been worse. That's, that's basically the message from, from our dear leader here. Uh, and I want to get into to Horowitz's piece, but before we do that, let's make sure that uh, we're, we're at least letting you and the, the O'Boyle clan keep up with the rate of inflation the best you can uh, by uh, telling people what's going on over at the-suspendables.com. I know you got back from Fargo, put the family back to work, been pressing some shirts. Uh, and on the horizon, do we have any new products? Because I know, I think my mom is like your biggest Oh yeah, uh, consumer. Uh, sure. And she was. I I saw her this week, and she was like, "When when are we get more parka hoodies? Because I need them." <laughs> well, the parka hoodie. I don't know if I'm going to bring back back the Sherpa hoodie anytime soon. They just took up too much space. As far as new products, man, I'm always muddling through new designs and working on things and thinking up things. And um, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm going to drop something new eventually. I just get the itch for it, but. I got to get to a point where I, I I get my inventory and designs probably under control a little bit more. But yeah, for those of you who aren't being as impacted uh, by Biden Bidenomics as much as everybody else, we would appreciate it if you went to the Dash Suspendables and bought a T-shirt or some Ranger panties or even a sticker pack, which that is the newest item. I think I mentioned it. I don't know one of our more recent episodes that I was putting that together, and so I have that available now as well. And uh, yeah, but. Head over there, the-suspendables.com, and uh, get yourself some swag. Well done. You are now becoming an experienced broadcaster here with the plug. So excellent job by you. Uh, and let's transition now. I, I mentioned Daniel Horowitz before, and uh, this is this is really going to be the centerpiece, I think, for the for our show today. Uh, he, for anybody who's not following Daniel Horowitz, he's a, a, just a brilliant guy. Uh, he's pretty young too, mid thirties, and he is on Twitter at RM conservative, I believe. And he does a podcast called conservative review. He's a writer for the blaze. The guy is, is uh, he can rattle off representatives in uh, state houses across the country. He wrote a book about COVID. He will talk to you about the border and then the econ numbers. I mean, he's just, he, he's got like this hive brain with that includes multiple brains in it. But I think we, we know a few other people we were talking about offline that sort of uh, to have the capacity, it seems like three brains. I think Daniel is uh, firmly in that category. So I, I wanted to turn people on to his story that he put out, uh, I think about a week ago. Uh, it's over on the blaze. Uh, and it is, is called a booming economy, lower prices and other lies. And there are some significant excerpts out here that I think that, that are worth bringing to folks attention because the question again is, are you better off now than you were four years ago? And, uh, and Daniel kind of goes into the, the lies that are being spun in front of us and, and the this, this squeeze financially that I think we're all experiencing is legitimate. Um, so he starts with, government spending has now outpaced consumer spending for five consecutive quarters. But the more the government spends and spurs inflation, the more officials can brag about growing the fake economy, even as consumer confidence sinks to recessionary levels. If anybody remembers the Great Recession from about a decade and a half ago, uh, that's that's going to be coming back in, into the fold here if we don't course correct. Daniel says, in the real world, sales at home improvement retailers like Lowe's and Home Depot dropped. 7.4% and 5% respectively during the third quarter, which we just finished. Even the stock market, which has become an artificial reality in recent years, has been flat for the bottom 493 companies out of the S&P 500. So only the top seven companies out of the top 500 companies are actually uh, seeing their stock prices go up. The other 493 that make up the S&P 500 are flat. The top seven grew more than 50%, of course, because whenever government grows, the top cronies grow too. Any thoughts on that one, Garrett? 
Oh, man. My biggest takeaway there is the government. It, I mean, if you just think of the D.C. area, I know you've been there many times. I was close to moving there. Kyle's talked about it before when the pandemic had everything locked down, how empty it is. But I, I don't know the current stat, but I want to say it out of like the top 10 richest uh, counties in the country, like nine of them are in the D.C. metropolitan area. And it's like that tells you all you need to know. Um, and it also tells you the government doesn't care about you. It doesn't care about the normal human citizen out there. And then I like how the subtitle on that on that article was and other lies. Like at least somebody's out there pointing to it, calling it out because that's all we continue to get fed. We get it fed these lies by the government. We get fed these lies by their lackeys in the mainstream media. And as much as, you know, we're in this kind of like rumble and Twitter vortex where we end up encountering like lots of people who seem to have similar ideas or seem to have broken through some of these mechanisms that have been used by our own government uh, for decades. Uh, I think most people out there, they still, if they hear a headline on their way home from work on NPR or, you know, whatever local channel they're listening to, like most people, they're, they're just hearing this stuff and believing it. And it's like, to me, it's like, okay, the onus is on us to keep spreading uh, the, the truth about the lies that the government is, is, is spreading about the economy, about, man, a, a whole number of, of issues that we talk about often. Whistleblowers, uh, the war in Ukraine, you name it. Like, there's, there's so many, and most people still just lap up the lie. And I, we should go back into so there's there's more lies that that uh, Daniel has talked about here. Um, it's it's not just limited to just the government spending. I think uh, people people know that goes on. the The budget comes in, and, and we're we've lost all perspective on the, the the numbers because there's just so many zeros that are behind them at this point. I think there was a conversation this week between uh, Zelensky and Biden, and Biden said, "Oh, I've approved two hundred million dollars to to be sent over as a drawdown to Ukraine," and I was like million is that it that just seemed like a, a drop in, in the ocean to me yeah <laughs> because now the billion became the new million and then now trillion is the new billion it's it the, the perspective on it you just get overwhelmed by those but we all still feel it when we go to the gas pump when we go to the grocery store and all those sorts of things like the hardware store like uh, like like daniel talked about um and if you continue to, to, to read through here he points out some other things here that i think are noteworthy said, in the real world, no amount of cooked government data can erase the reality of what consumers confront every day. A new analysis from the Republican members of the U.S. Senate Joint Economic Committee, so again, it's partisan, but I think uh, numbers don't lie, 2 plus 2 equals 4, they found that consumers must spend $11,434 per year more than they did in January of 2021. So you spread that out, that's about $1,000 extra per month. So the, then the question becomes, did you get a pay raise of $1,000 after tax extra a nope. month? And, and, and so Daniel continues, and these aren't luxury products. We're talking about the basics, food, transportation, housing, energy, almost 80 cents of every dollar of Biden inflation since 2021. And uh, I would maybe quibble with him on the Biden inflation. I still believe that uh, we're still experiencing the, this is all COVID spending. 2020 folks and the republicans were in charge um at, at that point as well so housing is worse than ever affordability hit a new record low in september of this year so a couple months ago it now takes almost half of your pre-tax median income to afford an average home price and that's the average home price is over four hundred thousand dollars in America, which is absolutely insane to think about because yeah. it wasn't too long ago. You know, you were you were trying to relocate uh, in 2022. I know you'd sold your house. I relocated in 2021. That's when the housing was really exploding. I had a nice house in in Iowa and sold it at the top of the market for one hundred and eighty thousand dollars. And then obviously. It's it's Iowa. It's not California. It's not New York, um, but that's nationwide. That that four hundred thousand figure, which means that there's a significant number of housing uh, prices that are 
about half of them that are more than four hundred thousand dollars and then that's it's just wild to think about that it is um i was earlier this week i was listening to our friends over at the pvd podcast and they were talking about this similar uh they were talking about real estate in general and buying housing versus renting and real estate i think is one of the ways uh pvd kind of earned um his fortune but um they were basically saying like don't buy it's it's just not smart to buy right now and we got to get away from this idea of 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 how renters are filth and um i mean we shouldn't we shouldn't treat people that way anyways i mean i think of my time as a cop yeah more often if you're getting called to like a rental unit versus um you know a, a home that somebody bought like yeah there is you know some differences there but it seems to be that sometimes or some things are changing in a way and when you have guys like that who who are wealthy who have been in this game for a long time and they're saying like reconsider your if you're not going to live there for like 10 years or more like you may not want to buy you're probably going to be better off renting just because of the way things are going with the economy and the insane real estate market and and cost for you know cost cost of living for buying a house like that's a crazy national number. Like, yeah, San Francisco is going to be different than West Des Moines, Iowa. But when the national average is 400K like that, I mean, and that's just in a few years. Just think of like pre-COVID, like it was not, it was not like that. You know, it had kind of normalized to a, to a degree. And, and now like people are basically just getting squeezed and pinched. Yeah, here, here look, look, look at this. Just to back, to back it up. This was, uh, I saw this was a few days ago. This was a read from the Wall Street Journal analysis of the housing market the average monthly new home payment so people who are getting a mortgage uh, when biden took office was 1787 dollars a month again that was that was more than i was paying so my house was, was mm -hmm. less expensive than that but the average monthly new home payment is 3300 dollars. that's month. insane it's almost doubled i mean that's crazy that is like that's that's crazy dude I, it's, it's hard to comprehend it's an extra 1600 dollars a month that you'd have to come out of pocket and when you spread that that's four hundred dollars a week on average who has an extra four hundred dollars of extra cash in their pocket yeah. a week which is why they're putting this artificial pressure on the rental market because people can't afford the new home and then as a result of that they're renting and that means there's going to be a shortage of rental units available which is going to be supply and demand the mm -hmm. supply is down demand is high the prices are going to escalate and then th that's not even bringing into the fact that there are these large like BlackRock uh, huge yep. investment companies yep. that are buying up real estate that they're uh -huh. going to control the the rental prices on we're we're well down the road to you will own nothing and be uh -huh. happy because I guess being sad it's going to be like a black mirror episode that yeah. means you're you're going to lose your credit score or whatever it is for sure and it's yeah and not only will you not own anything and be happy and be renting from blackrock you won't be allowed to eat uh, meat either it's all going to be an impossible burger and whatever else and hopefully for your sake they'll come up with something that tastes like turkey but um it's it's hard to to take just like the little piece and then not compare it or combine it with blackrock buying all this real estate and you know bill gates and all this stuff and i you know i'm sure people out there are like, okay they're you know they're going down the conspiracy rabbit hole but when you start um looking at the nuances of all of these pieces and how they link together it really does make you wonder like huh what what really is at at play here and you know how how powerful is klaus schwab and his his nazi-esque dialect um with with controlling the universe but i'm i'm certain and we know firsthand that there is, you know, nefarious actors afoot, but um, it's at, le at least we can help bring some some of the knowledge and hopefully a laugh or two along the way. Let's jump back to this piece and close it out here from from Daniel Horowitz again at the Blaze. You can go to the. They, I know they just broke off their their news department there, and they they're completely free from um, from censorship, which is pretty cool. And so Daniel Horowitz writes relative in January twenty twenty electricity is up 25 percent now we're going into the winter months obviously florida my electricity bills go down um, because it's just beautiful outside again you should move down here right? you're uh <laughs> yes. your nineveh location in wisconsin i'm sure your your prices will necessarily skyrocket as former president obama talked about child care has exploded by 32 percent and that's 
despite the fact that there's a increased movement to homeschooling where you would think that childcare actually is going to be driven down uh, used car prices up 35 percent auto insurance up 33 percent i mean you get lost in the numbers after a while uh, mm -hmm. but I, I do want to hammer on this especially because uh, having gone to the grocery store yesterday it's it's kind of raw um food is really where it hits hard especially in a country with enough farmland to feed the world groceries are up by 25 percent chicken up 38 percent ground beef 34 yogurt 42 orange juice 58 percent 58 even in florida you think uh, well i don't know be and that, that's the other debate too it's because in our, our orange season is in the winter time too so i think it'll probably come down um and then there's the california versus florida oranges debate because if you're going to buy oranges to eat they come from california and if you're going to have orange juice then that comes from florida so oh. that's that's really uh that's a mis mistake mistaken idea most people have coffee 48 percent oh 50, man almost a 50 percent if you're a coffee drinker um thus according to the census the average weekly food bill for a household of four so this is this is steve friend the real steve friend household has climbed 32 percent since october of 2020 so just prior to the presidential election from 238 dollars to 315 dollars and that is the weekly food bill again extrapolate that out to a month that's about $1,200 a month in groceries. If you're not eating out, that's what you're experienced there. Um, you, I don't know who, who does the shopping in the, uh, in the O'Boyle household. I don't, is your, is your wife going there with, with, is she a super couponer? Uh, there was that show that, that, that a man, I was addicted to that show for a little while. <laughs> <laughs> no, she's, she's not. Um, she does most of it. I do some, but, but she, she does the, the brunt, the brunt of it. And, yeah, man, it's, I think you're right when you say you really notice it in groceries or at least it's, it's fresh in your mind. But I think that's so true. Like you go and you buy groceries and you're like, dude, how is, this is the same typical type of stuff we buy all the time. And just a couple of years ago when we lived in Kansas, our grocery bill was $150 and now it's like 300, like that, that is crazy. And then all of the other rising prices on top of it. like we've noticed it already with our energy bill this year we're, because like we live we live in a pretty small house and we're like how is our energy bill this much like it's it's already at least what it was last year if not higher and it's not as cold yet and so we're like oh man we're kind of we're kind of in for it this year but it's like well of course like everything is on the rise uh because you know, Bidenomics is working. That's malarkey. <laughs> <laughs> the 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 whole winter thing too. Let's get sidetracked a little bit here. This idea that uh, oh, I love I love Christmas. I want to have a white Christmas. Look, I on record here. I never want to be cold under any circumstances. <laughs> I was in Charleston, which is in South Carolina, folks, and my finger nails turned blue because it was like sixty three degrees during the day, <laughs> um, and. The, the the idea that we want to have a white Christmas, and I just used to just shake my head at it because I'm like, you know, Christmas is four days after the official start of of winter. You're looking at another ninety days of winter time after your white Christmas, and it, normally you start losing it. I know Lewis Black has done a, done a comedy bit about this around Valentine's Day because everything's just gray outside, and you just want to like slit your own wrist so you can see color. And, <laughs> and it reminds you of Valentine's Day. That's that's right around the time you really want to slit your own wrist because it's yeah. blood's red, Valentine's Day is red. It's that that's really where you start to lose it in February, and then you start getting everybody gets sick in February because there's no holidays there. It's so just it's gross. I yep. will never ever live in a cold cold climate again, even though um, the traffic in Florida is far worse than Iowa. It, it's a <laughs> sacrifice that I'm, I'm willing, yeah, to make. willing to make. Yeah, it's man, dude. <sighs> especially because you know we've been back we've been back in in Nineveh aka Wisconsin a little bit over a, well I guess almost a year and a half now and man the winter here dude it's seriously it's been a little mild this year which has been nice but um it's pretty much like November until like April and then April is like rainy and still cold sometimes it'll snow I, I last year I remember I, it was in April I sent you guys a picture in our chat of like a blizzard that we were getting in April. And I was like, 
I hate it here. <laughs> <laughs> Man, to go down another rabbit hole, I, the last SWAT selection that I went through, I, I had my orders. I was transferring to Florida, and we did SWAT selection in Iowa, and it was in May, and we had flurries. Oh. And I was just like, this this is the, the send-off I need that I yeah. never need to come back. Hopefully, <laughs> I don't have a subpoena for an old case or anything. Yeah, uh, I need to be in the warm climate. Uh, all right, we'll move off of uh, of Daniel's uh, woe and lamentation as uh, he likes to, to bring it to you. Uh, again, check him out at RM Conservative. And uh, before we move to some other pieces here, very exciting news, folks. The uh, the AMRAD podcast has a, a full first sponsor here, and uh, it should surprise no one. MyPillow, we got our promo code this week. Very excited. I, uh, I tried it this morning. It works. AMRAD is the promo code. We're coming up on Christmas, everyone. Everybody needs to get their new pillows, the new sheets, their slippers. Those are great ideas for Christmas. And then you should also just for your own hygiene and unknown relaxation, be replacing those things. I got the two kids and they've discovered that they really like to have lots of pillows. So I definitely will be making good use of the AMRAD promo code. Um, and uh, and they're, they're definitely a great company. Uh, you can't uh, dispute the fact that, that Mike Lindell has done uh, a lot of things that he believes in. He seems to be a pretty good guy. I've never had the chance to meet with him, um, but I've only heard good things from people who have met with him, and he's put himself out there. He's definitely risked his company. I just remember the guy completely retooling his entire company to make masks back when we were told that masks stopped you from getting a chest cold. Um, and I, obviously that was a uh, mistake in judgment. But at the same time, he was doing it out of a patriotic responsibility. So I thought that that was that he deserves a helmet sticker for that. And uh, I think that uh, if anybody is looking for for some new pillows, new sheets, all the stuff that's on there, uh, we would support. We would appreciate your support there. Use the AMRAD because uh, Jack Posobiec, you know, he he's doing well. We uh, we're we're experiencing the Biden inflation worse than than, than those <laughs> other big names there. Yeah, I think uh, I think this year, especially with uh, the precarious <laughs> economic situation we we are in, even with the sweatshop running in full in full steam ahead, um, I think Christmas presents this year for family and extended family and whatnot. I'm just going to write mypillow.com/amrad <laughs> and and say use our code. <laughs> Get yourself a pillow and, you know, the 10% off you can thank me for. <laughs> I, I'm going to go full Costanza and just be like a donation was made in your name to the Suspendable Support Fund. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so a different story that along the same lines. And, uh, and this was, I can't remember where it came from. It, uh, it's from Michael Snyder at Discern Report. It costs... $3.4 million to live the American dream. And this obviously this is extrapolated. Uh, a report was just released, concluded that it now takes $3.4 million for the typical U.S. household to live the American dream over the course of a lifetime. Uh, and I, it doesn't take very much more than just simple numbers to break that down, right? I mean, what, what do you have to earn per year to support that expense level? And obviously that's that's not really it it's the average american right it's it's not the living the uh, uh caviar dreams and champagne wishes right 3.4 million uh you would think over your your earning lifetime uh if you're working for make it real easy if you're if you're working for 34 years that's a hundred thousand dollars a year of expenses that you'd have to be learning earning if you work then for double that time you'd have to work for 68 years to have 50 grand <laughs> um, devoted towards living that life as an average American. It's obviously, it's, it's an amazing number uh, to, to actually meet that threshold. And it's contrary to what you would think because you know, as uh, we live in this world that we're technologically advancing constantly, and you would think that prices would necessarily come down, right? Like I, the, as long as the, we're getting more efficient, and technology is improving, and we're getting best practices dialed in. Why are the prices going up? And it, it's this question of, well, two percent of inflation is actually a good thing. I think that's that's a mistake in thinking. Yeah, to me. It, I agree. It it is definitely a mistake in thinking. No inflation is a good thing, and it, it again just makes me curious about the 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 powers that be you know and how they even use the monetary system as a mechanism of their control 
and I, I want to say I probably should have tried to pull it. It just popped into my head as you were you were talking about that last piece. But between all the taxes we pay, income, you know, federal income tax, state income tax, property tax, sales tax, all these different taxes, it's somewhere around like 50%. I want to say I've, I've heard 53% is the number that the average American pays in just a tax burden alone. And I think of, um, I, I was texting with with a guy I went to Iraq with. He's actually, I don't know if he's in our live chat today. He's in Kyle's sometimes. Assy McGee is his, is his handle. But I went to Iraq with that guy and we were texting a little bit about uh, Washington spies. And and so I I was thinking just of the, the Boston Tea Party. And that was over like a 2% tax. And they were like, the tea is going in the harbor and let's go. And it's like, here we are. And... Uh, you know, inflation, Bidenomics, rising costs, all of that stuff aside, like, let's not forget of this enormous tax burden that most of us are paying into. But we are and it's like, well, that's another part of the problem. So on one hand, they're doing all they all they can to cause costs to go up. And they're doing all they can to tax us into oblivion. And it's like, well, no wonder you got to make $3.4 million to live the so called American dream. Um, but I don't know. I don't that my brain must just be working weird a little bit this morning. But those are the things that were coming to mind during that one. Yes, you think about it, our our ancestors shot redcoats in the face for far less than I think most people are experiencing these days when they mm -hmm. when they go to the grocery store and they see they see the price the the, the sticker shock that we get. I mean, look, I, I I look at the bottom aisle for those those generic brands all the time or the the yellow tags over yes. at Walmart that yes. you try to get the yellow uh, tagged meat, man. That's that's my jam right there. Like, you're uh, eating it that day. What's you know, yeah. don't worry about it. I'll, I'll throw it in the freezer or, or I'll I'll eat it that day. <laughs> hey, speaking of that, like we have this uh, this other story that I got. Uh, which was stunning to me that this is a country and, and look you look around and I, i've done a fair amount of flying in the last uh, in the last year more than i've ever wanted to do i i hate traveling I have you ever been it. followed by government agents hmm. <laughs> uh i may or may not play spot the fed every single yeah. time i fly and actually flying out of daytona is is awesome for that if i fly out of orlando or jacksonville they're kind of big hubs but Daytona is a relatively small airport, and then you're going to Daytona, so you sort of have this expectation of what you're going to wear, and that's how I'm able to spot the feds. Uh, uh, maybe, maybe I gave away the game, but uh, you should probably not wear a heavy sweater, scarf, and long parka if your <laughs> ultimate destination is Daytona Beach, Florida. Yeah, no <laughs> that's, it, it, that's what we call, trade investigators call a clue. Uh-huh. Uh, but uh, I, I let him off the hook kind of nicely. I didn't actually say anything. I just stared at him for 20 minutes or so before, <laughs> before I left the airport. I, me I mentioned it in the chat earlier um, when we did the the dash suspendables.com promo because we we're, you know, you asked about like a new shirt. And I mentioned like, ah, maybe, maybe a flight shirt with four of the, of the quad of the uh, suspendable badges. So we all can be the quad S as we fly. Like, that would be cool to have to have the whole suspendables nation all self self stamping themselves with the quad s man well i i call it yeah the quad s we need to put that on the ranger panties and then uh -huh. let kyle surf and run around with them in his dwarf legs that are the size of tree trunks because he needs quad s's like you know double d bra size that's <laughs> that's what he has hey i want to acknowledge keely d uh with 50 dollars rumble rant here uh, all wow. these taxes we paying and we get lies and porn shows from the senate floor <laughs> Good point. Well, well played, Keely D. Yes. Look, I, I, my comment about that, uh, and I mean, we're trying, we try not to react to just news of the day. Uh, obviously, that's that's something that's circulating. There was a, apparently this Senate staffer that was uh, creating a gay porn inside the the, the Senate offices. Uh, I would be more offended if they weren't taxing my kids into oblivion to send money to Ukraine. I think uh, that I would be more offended. But uh, that's that's sort of. I think a clown show that's going on up there and uh, not really, doesn't really strike me in the heart of the, the hallowed halls of the Senate where they are approving of FISA 702 and uh, budgets enhancements to, to the FBI to make sure that it exceeds the rate of inflation that they're obviously creating with their, their government action. Um, and I, uh, but I want to focus in on this story here and this came from Fox news. Wait, and, can I, can I interject real quick? Yeah, shoot. Go ahead. Just, just with Kelly D's rumble rant, I, you know, sometimes I don't know where I'll throw my my biblical reference in, 
but I'm throwing it in right here, if that's all right. It's uh, it's from Isaiah chapter 59, just the first three verses. This is one of my favorite chapters, to be honest, but I'll just hit you guys with the first couple verses. Behold, the Lord's hand is not shortened that it cannot save, or his ear dull that it cannot hear. But your iniquities have made a separation between you and your God, and your sins have hidden his face from you so that he does not hear. For your hands are defiled with blood and your fingers with iniquity. Your lips have spoken lies. Your tongue mutters wickedness. And then it gets into some of my even more favorite uh, verses. But those those first three really struck me right now with that rumble rant with um, with with this staffer that, that came out yesterday with some of those pictures. It's like, dude, our government and okay, it's just one staffer. Okay, well, we could point to a thousand different things in our government right now. Uh, the, the email that, that that Kyle posted yesterday coming out from the FBI with how there's nine different, you know, advisory groups in the FBI that that work together to say, okay, LGBTQ plus is dead named. And now it's, it must be LGBTQIA plus or whatever it is like, man. Yeah, just the, the Old Testament, Isaiah, especially just I feel like that's where I head to a lot these days. But but yeah, just wanted to get that in there. What people need to know is we have the the suspendables have a group chat that we're all all day long just sending each other messages. And uh, my my comment about that that guy that Senate staffer is he is the greatest of all time gaslighter because apparently on his social media he was like stop attacking me for my homosexuality, like that that's that's the route right. he's going. He's that's going down route, yeah. the and Kevin Spacey route. Where yeah, not uh, lewd and lascivious in the halls of the Senate chamber. Like, good grief, dude. Yeah, I, and, and was he was he doing it for profit? Because that would seem to be a, a federal violation, right? Of some some kind. I don't know. Maybe maybe a federal law enforcement agency should look into that, as opposed to, you know, indicting cartel members in Mexico <laughs> right. who are not going to surrender. We'll, yeah. we'll talk about that another time. <laughs> uh, we'll have to do a. We were saying again in our group chat that we're going to have to do probably a regular, fairly regular, maybe once monthly update on what I was talking about a few episodes back where the, the press releases from the FBI, you got to read the fine print. It's not that fine. It's like paragraph two where you find out that they just wanted to put something out because they hoped you read the headline, click like, kick, click share, and then they, they you move on. But uh, they, they give away the game if you do any baseline level of research. Let's bring up this story here. This is from Fox News. Uh, I'm not a big Fox fan, but I do think that this story is sort of in keeping with what we're talking about. This is by Joy Addison. Food banks struggle as more people face food insecurity. Man, this is up there also. We're going down a bunch of rabbit holes. <laughs> we're we're going to dead name hungry, I guess, food insecurity. Uh, I guess yes. <laughs> it's, it sounds more uh, sterile. But. Sounds more woke. Yeah, it sounds more woke. I mean, it's the same as like I gotta hydrate. You're thirsty. Yeah, right. I just need some, I need to drink some water. <laughs> Government my daughter, numbers. My, my daughter Gwen. Yesterday, dude, this is funny. My daughter Gwen yesterday, she grabs her water bottle. She's our oldest. She's eight, and she just goes, "Oh, I'm so dehydrated." And I just thought in my head, I'm like, "Where did you even learn that that word? Like, <laughs> do, do I talk like that that often? I must." Because I was like, wait, what did you just say? And she said, oh, I'm dehydrated. And I was like, oh, you are? Okay. All right. How old is Gwen? Eight. <laughs> All right. All right. So she, she's old. She's an for for multiple syllables. I still, I'll never forget my my kid asking for hand sanitizer. And he, and he asked for sanitizer. And then when, when I asked him to specify, he said hand sand the tires. <laughs> uh, so food bank struggle. So government says that America is seeing about one in seven people struggling with food insecurity. So one in seven people saying they're hungry. Uh, having flown around the country, it would appear that we're closer to Wally than the uh, than those commercials that you see for the African kids where their stomachs are distended and they're covered in flies because they have no food to eat. But apparently uh, over 10% of people in the country are, are actually having to go to food banks and they are going to come up uh, short on supply for, for them. And it, it's... I, you would never think that, that this is moving towards a third world country, but this is this is the level of that you would see from like an Eastern European country like Ukraine. Right. It's uh, it's it's really it's a bizarre time to see a story like that and see or you know that they're claiming that 
you know, more and more people are food insecure, which also as an aside, I could see that term eventually evolving like so many of their terms into meaning like if you are obese or something like you're food insecure because people judge your, your eating habits or something like that. But um, um, to see on one hand, a, a rise or an alleged rise in people who are hungry and food banks not being you know able to keep up with with the necessity and then on the other like half or more of americans are are obese like that's that's a weird spot in history to be in because the scales are going to tip one way or the other and we're probably going to end up eventually having a lot less obesity in this country which isn't isn't a bad thing but you know yeah it could be the it could be the solution. I mean, like, like when I got Delta from coronavirus, I was, I was, I laugh about it now. I mean, it was not pleasant for at the time, right? You just, you feel awful. But I, I remember thinking, I, and I try to just grind through it and, and work out no matter what, if, unless I'm, you know, I need to be hospitalized. And uh, I was, had no appetite and I couldn't really breathe. And the only time I could actually breathe pretty well was when I went for a run. I was like, this is like, better than Jenny Craig for America. America needs Delta. Like you're not going to eat and you're and the only time you can actually get a deep breath in is when you exercise. Like we, we could probably use this circulating. Yeah. This is not necessarily a bad thing. Right. <laughs> and 99.97% of people are still going to survive. So <laughs> yes, yes, it was uh, not not the uh, not, not the pandemic that we were advertised and as a result of that we decided to stay home, shut down the economy and now we get to experience uh, one out of seven of us apparently is hungry as a result of that. And I think the 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 best way to sort of put this all in perspective here, and I, I'm a I'm a big fan of of Ramsey Solutions. Dave Ramsey's um, financial personal finance is is something that my my family we've committed to, to doing, and it was one of the main reasons that we were able to survive being indefinitely suspended by the FBI was because we were just not financially beholden. He's he's definitely got a biblical worldview: borrower slave to the lender. And no man can serve two masters. Uh, those those were always top of mind when I was being asked by my executives in the FBI. Like, are you sure you want to come forth, through with this because it's gonna it's gonna hurt you on the financial side of things? Yep. Um, but because we had that solid base, but they did some reporting here along these lines, and this was from uh, a few weeks ago, November November thirtieth, and it was what are the average Americans' monthly expenses? Um, and it's it's good content, but I think that it what it what it actually means to be average i, I kind of want to set set the stage for all things considered what is average can you make it in america can you live the american dream as as is presently constituted i think i would say that the american dream is being free but apparently it's just now you got to own two cars and a house and the white picket <laughs> fence the, the the commercial side of things like not you know it's like christmas right yeah are it's you so, getting presents <laughs> it's it's so weird that um this is what they think the American dream is like. I've always thought it was like for me to, for the most part, just be able to do what I want, you know, within reason, within the confines of the law where it's, and for the government just to leave me alone, you know, and we know that that isn't the case. They're breathing down our neck hotly. I wonder, I wonder if anybody's working overtime in sec D today, watching us live. If they are, hello. Um, if you, if you have retired supervisor, SSA, Sean Clark's, um, contact information please text him and, and tell him i'm praying for him would you i'd appreciate that yeah well i mean we have to keep a separation of church and state at the fbi now entirely unless it's the church of woke or right. lgbtq yes. ia plus tilde hashtag underscore uh <laughs> yes, bow down and worship and and actually even if you don't want to worship you must you you have to it's part of the cult and if you don't then you'll see yourself on the outs so Ramsey Solutions reports the average monthly expenses for an American household add up to about $6,100 a month, and that equals about $73,000 a year. But if you actually read through this piece, it's way more than that if you're not, it, again, because it's average, it's a huge country, there's lots of households. Uh, so I thought that these these figures were a little bit better. The average monthly expense for a family of four, so that that hits close to me, ranged from about seventy eight hundred dollars to ninety one hundred dollars, depending on the age of your kids. Because if you have large people living in your house, they eat a lot, a lot more food, right? So 
roughly in in the eight thousand dollars a month of expenses and and what are those expenses when you break them out as ramsey does here and are they close to what you feel anybody in the chat here and if you're in the chat again um appreciate you guys giving up uh, some of your time on saturday with us if you're there give us a follow give us a like uh and 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 keep keep rowdy in there i like the stuff you're putting out there uh, but what what are the actual expenses when you get to the the numbers housing two thousand dollars per month well we talked about that the average new house is over three thousand yeah right so maybe maybe this is under underselling it quite a bit here mm-hmm. um you you scroll down a little more transportation and this is a big one to me so transportation they say is about a thousand dollars a month and transportation mean if you have a car payment if you're using public transportation all the above well the problem with that figure is that the average car payment is seven hundred dollars it's a little more than seven hundred dollars a month for a new car and a lot of people were because of the used cars going out of control a lot of people felt that they were pressured to buy new cars because they thought, well, six of one, half dozen the other, I'd rather have a new vehicle. Right. And how many people do you know <clears throat> who have two cars for their house? His and hers, right? Yeah, most. I mean, many at least, yeah. So just simple math. If you have two cars, two car payments, it would be actually like $1,400 before you put a drop of gasoline, before you're dealing oh. with car insurance, all of that. So this is, again far underselling what i would contend is is the average american's cost and then they also say that that food is uh 779 dollars per month uh, but we we talked about it from from daniel's piece i mean it's, it's closer to like 1200 dollars a month so if you were to uh to use the other facts and figures that are outside of this to to bring to beef these up to be i think a little bit more average american we're gonna have to bring up the housing by a thousand the transportation by about 500 the food cost by another 500 so that's 1000 plus 500 plus 500 that's two thousand dollars more than they're saying that it actually costs you and they haven't brought in things like you know student loans that were put on pause and people oh, got used yep. to being on pause uh-huh. for years now and then spending the difference on who knows what you know whatever they want going out to eat you know, more probably most likely more leisure type things and thinking, you know, not even thinking, oh yeah, the, the bill is going to come due again at some point. And now they've adapted to a new type of lifestyle. That's the lifestyle creep that we always uh, say people earn $1 more an hour and they spend $2 more an hour. As soon as that happens, you feel that little bit of breathing room. And then right away, you just want to get rid of it. That's our, that's our nature here. Mm -hmm. But if you just take those basic spending levels and that's an extra two thousand and then you you throw in the, the student loans the average student loan payment is about five hundred dollars how many people do you know who have his and her student loans i mean most now, again yeah and all of that and everything we've talked about today and yeah, for the last almost hour as we're, we're approaching the uh, near the end here has led to this uh final story that i i think is worth this the discussion before we make the assessment of are you better off now than you were four years ago. Uh, Spoilers uh, coming, I think, soon. Uh, This is from Reuters. U.S. credit card debt topped $1 trillion overall. Dang. People can't afford to live. They are not, if you're an average American with average expenses across the board, living an average life, nothing extravagant, you're in the red. And you have to use credit cards to push that. And people have these on minimum payments. And it's only a question of time before that bubble yep. bursts. Yep. Man, that's crazy, dude. Like, I, I can't, it's hard for me to fathom. I've been, I've been paying my credit card off in full forever. Every month, like, that's what we use. We use a credit card. I started doing it when I first enlisted in the Army. And my cousin told me, and he's, he's, been a successful businessman himself but he told me back then i mean i was 19 20 i don't know and he was like yeah i think you should use your credit card for everything and just pay it off every month and so you need to be paying attention to what you're buying so you don't ever have a credit card balance at the end of the month and i've been doing it ever since and then once i started dating heidi and then we got married she had been doing that too and we've continued to to do it in that way and you know i know maybe for some people it's not feasible but the amount of credit card debt that the average American has is astounding to me. And like you said, when that bubble 
burst like because it it's going to at some point it has to that's just the way this 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 way these things go and if there's a trillion dollars on the balance sheet for these credit card companies are they too big to fail especially when the credit card companies a lot of them are, are banks i would say if if history has shown us anything yes they are they're too big to fail they won't be allowed to they won't be allowed to fail so right. we will be burdened with that as well. Yay. <laughs> Merry Can't Christmas, wait, man. <laughs> Which is why I'm not weeping for the gay porn video that was produced in the Senate. Right. Halls. <laughs> uh, so I, I think fair to say that we're both pretty uh, down on, on what, uh, what the economic outlook is currently and the trajectory. Um, unless we see something radical change, I think we're we're on a downward trajectory here. There needs to be a serious consideration uh, of these things that people are experiencing. It's it, it's not in the trillions of dollars of of government spending when they they cram it all into an omnibus package or they pass a national defense authorization act with the Pfizer renewal side note in there uh, because that's that's just way over the top of the head of, of most people. Most but most people are familiar with what's going on at the grocery store. And that's all downstream of what we're seeing, which is why I've, I've said since the beginning, if, if people in, in elected capacity are not willing to have serious conversations about things like, we can't just grow our way out of this. Right. We can't just nibble around the edges. If you're not willing to go in there and say, well, I really hope the oceans protect us because the military <laughs> is gonna be cut to bare bones because everything else is gone. We're not we're not on a, on a sustainable path here going forward, which is is a tremendous concern. And I think going into the, the holidays, uh, obviously everybody stresses out about it. Uh, we're all going to have to be accountable to what to you know, what our own financial needs are here, but uh, maybe get accustomed to to a little bit uh, less extravagant here and focusing on the things that I know you do in your house here. And what 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 is the reason for the season that I think uh, has been lost too much in, in the commercial aspects of it? For sure. And, you know, that's something we talk about a lot, especially this time of year. Like, hey, we have to keep the focus on Christ. This is the time to celebrate the birth of our Lord and Savior. And if you want to look at hard economic times, look at his birth. They, It was in a manger, a filthy, disgusting, dirty manger. And then in short order, they were on the run to Egypt because they were being hunted to be killed by the government authorities. Like, that's some hard times to fall on. Like, and, 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 um, you know, people probably wonder, well, like, okay, well, what, what can we do? Can you guys throw me a bone for some hope here? And, you know, we've touched on a little bit Buy the meat with the yellow sticker, you know, don't go out to eat as much, maybe get rid of one of the cars or, you know, buy what you can with cash. Like there, there are things we can do and, and, you know, it's going to be a different, it's going to be a different spectrum for, for each of us, be, depending on where we're at and what type of debt we have. But there are things we can do. And the sooner you start, the better off you'll be like when these bubbles burst. Um, maybe even, you know, move your money out of a traditional bank and put it into, you know, like a, I don't know, maybe even like a, an offshore account somewhere or or something. Because I, I think a banking crisis in America is, is coming again. And who knows? I, I wouldn't put it past the government or the banks from just seizing what they have. Like, oh, oh, you got 50 grand in your bank account? We're, we're seizing it. Like I wouldn't put that past the government doing the Cyprus, doing the Cyprus. That was 10 years ago. They gave everybody a haircut. I think that's, that's entirely, entirely possible because mm -hmm. austerity doesn't sound great to everybody. Um, Hey, we just got a new uh, monthly supporter. I see that. E Ed e Allen. Ed yeah. Allen. Thank you very much for that. I love it. Yeah. Thanks. And, and we, we want to definitely, uh, thank everybody here for participating because we have a, uh, we have an update for you on, and for those of you who are probably going to be working a second job, I guess, to, to pay for your next Walmart run, <laughs> yeah. um, you can enjoy the AMRAD podcast now in a podcast form, not necessarily on Rumble for those who, who appreciate doing that. Uh, Garrett, once you update the folks on what you were able to do, you, you're more technologically savvy than me. Yep. So got? I finally was able to figure out, uh, how to get it, get the, the rumble version onto an audio only uh, style on um, various, the various uh, podcasting apps. So Apple podcasts, probably going to be the majority for most of you. You can search AMRAD pod or the American radicals podcast and should pop up for you there. And Spotify Podbean, Amazon music, iHeartRadio, and a couple other ones um, like pod chaser, boom play, 
but but the main ones I think that people would use that that were available on now Apple, Spotify, Podbean, iHeart. So yeah, we will be posting those um, episodes. All, I posted all of them. So other than today's, those all should be available for you. And so we'll be we'll be doing that uh, henceforth as well. Excellent. We uh, we also have some updates here before we we have we I want to finish on a little bit of lighter note here. A uh, couple things down looking down the road. Uh, I know this time of year, a lot of people are kind of distracted with the holidays. Uh, but I'm a hardcore podcast listener, and I'm always really angry at the host for just taking the time off, and they don't even have a fill-in guy. Uh, so I'm looking for new content. Amred Podcast is going to be available uh, through the holidays. We're making sure that we're going to hit all of our all of our shows for you, so you will get new content from us. And uh, next week, we're going to be bringing on Steve Baker, who was the the reporter who exposed the lies that went on during the Oath Keepers trial with hard video evidence. He informed us, informed the, the country publicly that he is going to be charged by the DOJ for his participation on January 6th, where apparently he filmed things and the government didn't like it, so they want to charge him with the crime. He's surrendering on Tuesday. He's coming on with to us to, to give us an update on his scenario on Thursday's podcast of next week. Uh, and then the evening prior to that, Siaka Masakwai, who I talked about, he was the actor, uh, Babylon B guy, Daily Wire guy, was in the Lady Ballers movie from the Daily Wire. He was uh, allowed to fly as a domestic terrorist. Apparently, the FBI didn't see fit to arrest him, um, even though they had an arrest warrant in hand for over a week before he flew. And then they arrested him on the tarmac to publicly humiliate him. He's going to be doing a Twitter space with the suspendables and with Brandon Straka and maybe some others next Wednesday evening, 6 o'clock Eastern. So if anybody's interested in that, and obviously those are kind of like a giant teleconference, so you can you can throw your questions to to Siaka, to Brandon, to any one of the the suspendals. We're all going to be engaging with that. So that's that's on the in the short horizon here for us, and uh, and we're just going to continue to put out more content for you all because it's fun. I get to talk to my friends and and rip on on the FBI. So always good, all good things, and 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 that's why this brings us to our last thing here. I know everybody looking to maybe travel. During the holidays, uh, you have to save some 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 dollars here during the the Biden inflation that we're experiencing, which is why everybody might need to use Southwest Airlines because even though one in seven of you might be food insecure, as we learned, <laughs> Southwest Airlines celebrated for policy to give a full row to passengers of size for free. A full row, man! I'll take that offer, man. I mean, the FBI updated it's uh, it's gay appreciation policy yesterday with a new acronym but southwest man they went all in on their policy and you can actually request one or two extra seats depending on your needs and if you need to buy uh buy the seats they will refund you according to their policy so hmm. if you're looking to travel and you don't mind the weird um pick your own seat policy that southwest has it's kind of strange um but you can get some bonus seats. So maybe if you're not food insecure and you're feeling maybe insecure about the extra holiday weight, don't worry. You're actually going to score a full row if you're flying Southwest, which is very exciting. You know, it's, dude, it's, we live in a bizarre time, man. That, that's all. That's all. I, I won't even get into it any more than that. We live in a weird time. Um, I think we missed it earlier. I want to give a shout out to, Kennedy Finance, he dropped a $20 Rumble rant. How can folks best support the Suspendables fight through the holidays and into 2024? I would say pray. Pray for us. Pray for our nation. Even pray for our leaders. And um, if you want to support more than that, some of you have your monthly supporters now, or you drop Rumble rants here and there, or you buy merch or Steve's book. You guys do all sorts of stuff to help. So we appreciate it. Um, if you are going to fly, maybe if you want some extra room, just identify as obese and they'll they'll hook you up with some extra space because we all could use some extra space on the flight i think oh yeah i mean i i've actually benefited from being surveilled i consistently move to seats that have nobody next to me i guess it's easier to surveil me uh, actually in the last time i flew i got bumped into the exit row so it was like a five-hour flight i was like man thank you uncle sam very much it, this is excellent for me yeah. Um, well, hey, that, that's going to wrap us up for today, folks. Uh, we thank you for your, very much for your time. We're going to see you again next Tuesday at noon. You can follow 
Garrett at GOB Actual on all the socials. You can follow me at Real Steve Friend on X. You can follow me at Real underscore Steve Friend on Truth Social. And uh, on all the socials, the podcast itself is at Am Rad Pod. And again, if you uh, would like to share this with the show with others, that's, that's always appreciated. Give us a like smash the like button give us a follow and then follow the uh the actual audio podcast there i know uh, that's that's really where a lot of people appreciate the content they don't necessarily want to watch our, our ugly mugs talk but they they do like to listen to that so have a blessed weekend and uh we'll see you all next week talk to you later listening to the voice of the suspendables on the american radicals podcast follow us on rumble.com slash am